You are listening to Seattle Growth Podcast, available free on iTunes. In 1917, the Seattle Metropolitans won the Stanley Cup. It was the first American team to ever do it. Uh, they uh, had an incredible arena that was uh, downtown, and uh, it was sort of a model franchise. And, and unfortunately, it blew up a few years later, and hockey's been gone ever since. I'm Jeff Schulman, and today's episode of Seattle Growth Podcast addresses the question, can Seattle become a hockey town? And if the highest level of professional hockey calls Seattle home, what would that mean to the Seattle residents who do not care about the sport? We have four in-depth interviews to bring you multiple perspectives addressing these questions. Seattle Growth Podcast is an exploration of what the city's rapid growth and transformation mean to residents, businesses, and city leaders. As a hallmark of that growth, multiple groups are vying to invest roughly half a billion dollars into our community to build a world-class sports and entertainment arena. Oakview Group is hoping to renovate Seattle Center's key arena. Chris Hansen and his investment team is hoping to build a private arena in Seattle's Soto neighborhood. The city council will soon be deciding which proposal, if any, to proceed with. And previously on Seattle Growth Podcast, former Mayor Mike McGinn offered insights into Seattle's past, present, and future, while also weighing in on the arena debate. Deeper you look at their proposal from Oakview Group, they're asking for a fair bit of city revenue. And when you start doing all the math... Um, of the, of the money that they're capturing, my thought is, huh, maybe we should just dedicate those revenues to a modest remodel of Key Arena. Last week, University of Washington professor Justin Marlowe compared how the two arena proposals would contribute to the city's budget. The actual number would be more like $68 million. That, that's, that's the revenues from the SOTO plan that flow to the general fund that exceed what would go to the general fund over the, under the OVG proposal. Much of the attention for this arena has been on bringing back the Supersonics, a professional basketball franchise the city lost in 2008. In fact, Seattle Growth Podcast devoted an entire season to examining what professional basketball would mean to our growing city. But often overlooked in this discussion is the fact that the National Hockey League may grant a franchise to Seattle if a modern arena is developed in the city. In fact, Chris Hansen mentioned hockey in discussing his Soto Arena proposal. I think the NHL has a clear desire to come to Seattle right now. Lance Lopes of Oakview Group also mentioned hockey in discussing the vision for renovating Seattle Center's key arena. It would likely mean, hopefully, that we would have an NHL franchise uh, because, again, we would have a world-class arena that could could certainly hold uh, NHL or NBA franchise. And... Uh, we believe that this is a great market. It's certainly a great hockey market. So we would hope that, that the NHL would be here even if the NBA did not return. Today's episode brings you several perspectives on the existing hockey community in Seattle and what hockey could mean to all residents, sports fans and non-sports fans alike. Executive Director of the Seattle Sports Commission, Ralph Morton, describes what Seattle's economic development means for a possible hockey franchise and what a hockey franchise could mean for Seattle's further economic development. We already have the most buildings going up in the country, almost in the world. We have so much going for us. It's just sort of see, what is this? Who are we going to become? John Barr, a hockey enthusiast behind the NHL to Seattle fan movement, shares insight into the existing hockey community clamoring for the NHL. Probably the most engaged uh, audience is on Facebook, and it's about 14,000 people. Vanessa Kirk-Briley from the Ronald McDonald House Charities explains how professional hockey can have a significant impact on residents in need. You know, one of the things that Hockey Challenge has brought besides money to us is volunteers. So the teams have served dinner at the house. Todd Humphrey, a former professional hockey player who served on the mayor's advisory panel that weighed two proposals for a key arena remodel, weighs in on the ongoing arena debate. I'm really hopeful it happens at a, you know, the OVG key arena location. I think, you know, let's just get ready to be hockey fans. Let's, let's get people involved. Let's go to the Thunderbirds games. By the end of this episode, you will have an idea of whether you will be excited for an NHL franchise here in Seattle. To explore this issue, join me as I sit down with the executive director of the Seattle Sports Commission. I am here at the Seattle Sports Commission's office with its executive director, Ralph Morton, and with the director of marketing and communications, Kevin Tyson. Ralph, Kevin, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for being here. Uh, so why don't we start with you, uh, Mr. Morton? Why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself? 
Well, I moved up here about 13 years ago from New Orleans. I had been involved in the sports industry there, putting on Super Bowls and Final Fours, and had the good fortune of moving to Seattle back in 2004. You know, with the opportunities, what, what can we do here? What are the next great things? And uh, some not great things happen, such as the Sonics leaving, but many great events that we've had and will have in this community. And uh, a lot of excitement now. It's a great time to be in Seattle, both for the economy and uh, potential of a new arena. And so tell me a little bit about some accomplishments or events uh, that people might be familiar with, but may not have known that the Seattle Sports Commission was behind bringing them here or putting them on. Well, we, we've hosted NCAA championships, as the volleyball championships, March Madness, uh, Olympic dive trials. We helped bring rock and roll marathon here, the Special Olympic Games for next year. Um, it's kind of a list that goes on and on and with our aspirations to be all the way from a World Cup bid, a Super Bowl, to who knows what for Seattle in the future. What do these events mean to the residents of Seattle if they're not sports fans? Well, if, for someone who isn't, I mean, economic impact is a very important part of our community. These people come to town, they spend money, and then they leave. So the nice thing is we don't have to send their kids to school, etc. So that's where tourism and the other economic impacts is really important. But what really has changed Seattle is the way sports are a part of our culture, uh, so whether you're bringing March Madness, it's about being a part of something bigger than Seattle at the moment, that this, this excitement, this buzz around the country, or watching someone down at the Federal Way uh, qualify to make it to London for the Olympic trials, and hopefully again really soon hosting that event. So it's, it's inspiring young people. Uh, it's making our kids want to do something great, uh, be healthy, uh, and really emulate some of these role models that are out there. And Seattle has grown incredibly with both population and economic growth here in the city. How has that helped your pitches to these groups that you're trying to convince to host major events here in Seattle? Well, there's something unique. There's something that makes you want to come here about this destination. It's the mountains, the water. The, but, you know, you have to overcome some of those things, such as we're not exactly in the middle of the country. Uh, but it is a beautiful destination and everybody who wants to bring their event here wants to know, you know, what about Microsoft? What about the success of Amazon? And they see that and they want to kind of rub up against it because they think it will make their event uh, more successful. And the Sports Commission can do that because we, we don't let them just come and host an event here. We try to bring them in and engage them in the community. Uh, speaking of sports, as you mentioned, there is uh, a push to bring the National Hockey League here to Seattle. Um, do we have enough people and enough sports fans to embrace another professional team here in the city? You know, you look at what happened when the Sonics did depart. And it, it wasn't like all the Sonic fans became MLS fans. The Sounders FC is a totally different group, and it, it has grown and exploded. Um, hockey with Canada nearby, and the people live here from around places like Detroit and Chicago. They're huge hockey fans. And so I believe hockey is a standalone sport, just like I believe when the Sonics return, those fans will come back. I think that the Sounders wasn't a filling a, a gap left. Um, I believe that was a need that was already there. And I think these are completely different fan bases. Um, and I think as the corporate community continues to grow, as these buildings around town explode, it, it gives us a better opportunity to support them financially. So now, Kevin, uh, can you tell me a little bit about the history of hockey here in Seattle? In 1917, the Seattle Metropolitans won the Stanley Cup. It was the first American team to ever do it. Uh, they uh, had an incredible arena that was uh, downtown, and uh, it was sort of a model franchise. And, and unfortunately, it blew up a few years later, and hockey's been gone ever since. So, As the city celebrates 100 years since they won the Stanley Cup, uh, was there any fanfare this year? Were there people that, that still care? Yeah, I mean, there was. Uh, we had a lot of fun celebrating it and bringing it back. And most people didn't understand that uh, that we were part of the first American franchise, uh, that we had won a major spo sports championship 100 years ago. I think that uh, recent history goes back to just the Sonics in 79. So it's been a lot of fun to bring that into the forefront and see the hockey community really come to the forward. Uh, we did a bunch of events. We had the Hockey Hall of Fame came out to Seattle for three or four days. We took uh, some memorabilia and artifacts from that team around and went to the Columbia Tower. We went to Pike Place Market. We went to the Space Needle. We did a bunch of things like that. And it was really fun to see people come out of the woodworks and celebrate it and take pictures with it. It got media coverage on all the major media outlets. It actually, the New York Times picked it up and ran an article on it. And yeah, it was really fun to see uh, just the general, like, genuine enthusiasm behind it. And so what evidence do you see that 
Seattle might be able to become a hockey town. There's the anecdotal uh, uh, proof, which you can just talking to people. And there's quite a few when you have the conversation, you expect them to say, I can't wait for the Sonics to come back. Uh, there's actually some people who want to see hockey, you know, hockey first. They're more enthusiastic about that. Um, again, I think it's the, it really is that pe- there are hockey fans here. There are soccer fans or football fans. Uh, there's some that are just simply sports fans. That's the vast majority of our town. But I think there's that core that really want to see that. And I think if we were in the middle of the country, we wouldn't have the connection to Vancouver. Uh, where hockey, you know, we're potentially here with an I-5 rivalry here that really could explode and create this great connectivity between our cities. So um, I know there's, there's beginning rivalries there in MLS with Vancouver and Portland also. So this is a real opportunity for us. And I think, you know, you see the fact that we have Microsoft here, Boeing here, you know, Boeing's, you know, corporate offices also in Chicago. The connections between there, which are already hockey towns, means that the people who live here, the people who have moved here, have moved in, they bring their hockey with them. Uh, so we're not just creating something from scratch. And I'll say as someone that's born and bred, I think that we have a lot of pride in our community in general, right? And I think that we see ourselves as a city that can have all five uh, major professional sports franchises or leagues in and do well and we'll support you know teams that come in and are successful and, and we'll be passionate about it. So I think there's definitely a need. So I think, you know, you look at it that from a, the highest level of the NHL and say, what can it be successful? And I think you look at the, uh, the Thunderbirds and you see what happens in Everett, and I think you see success. Um, you watch other sports like the WNBA and the success it has here. I think we have the support uh, at a very broad-based level of, of fans of sports. We have a lot of young people living here. These are people with, you know, disposable incomes, the ability to go out at night. Um, and that's the culture they're looking for. The people who move here to work for Amazon want a fun, exciting city. They want lots of things to do. So, you know, that is what leads me to believe we're going to be making some, some hockey fans. Uh, as I said, just like we just had the WNBA All-Star game here, which it was a huge crowd. It was great. It was amazing to host such, you know, the way we hosted it. Um, and it's just watching MLS explode uh, and what they've done down the street with them. So it's not – we're not just a football, baseball town – and, oh, we miss base basketball. And we do. And we need to get the Sonics back. That's important. Um, but I think, you know, this is a step in the, the process to get a hockey team here, to get us a world-class arena. Because beyond this, those events, we're going to be going after those special events to host there. It could be an Olympic trials for gymnastic. It could be um, many other events that we can't simply host because the venue can't, can't fit. It doesn't fit for our venue. And so going to the arena discussion how would a new world-class arena built maybe for hockey or for, for basketball, how would that help you do your job and in turn relate that to what that would mean for individuals in Seattle? Well, you know, it, it, the ability to fit events in there. I mean, right now we're up against, when we're trying to, from the Seattle Sports Commission side, bring an NCAA championship, we're up against brand new venues that have space for the, the sponsors to activate, for fans to, to meet, greet, socialize, make an evening out of it. And I think at this point, that's what we're trying to achieve um, is a place where we can bring those major events here, which have the impact on the community, um, but also make for a better experience for those who attend. And so walk me through, how were you able to attract the NCAA tournament both uh, just a few years ago and a few years coming uh, to Key Arena? Well, you know, functionally, we can host, host events there, but again, it depends on does the NCAA need to have certain events in Seattle, uh, want to have certain events in Seattle? Uh, when the competition for an NCAA volleyball championship, which had about a $10 million economic impact somewhere in that ballpark, um, we're up against 30 or 40 cities with premier venues. Uh, with March Madness, there's more games, there's more opportunities, and they want to be in Seattle. Um, they want a bigger, better venue for this. We could move to hosting regionals at some point, in um, hosting the championships more frequently, too. Uh, but you look at what they have down in Portland in our competition, and it's, it really is hard to compete unless, unless your client needs to be here and really wants Seattle. That's the priority. Building is not, you know, we're not going to be hitting it out of the park with, it, with, with Key Arena. You know, but again, we can. It's still, I mean, it's a functionally for the game inside the bowl, it's a decent place to watch a game still. It just, what it can do outside of that from a fan experience and everything else that drive the success of the building and the events, that is where it's lacking. What would bringing the NHL to Seattle mean to you uh, personally? Think about the pride. 
I remember the day they talked about MLS, and it was a press conference, and there was no MLS. Um, you had Todd Lewicki and Adrian Hanauer and uh, Drew Carey and all this group, and it was just, it was a vision. It was a it was a plan, and I think the idea of starting something new here that really becomes a part of the culture. It's not like you're just building a restaurant or something. The people who come to the games, they wear the jersey. It's igniting something new for your community and giving back. And so that's part of why it's exciting, the idea of bringing something and starting it ground up and being, you know, seeing that for our community. I mean, again, from our perspective, our interest is to see the building because we want to host these events here. But to see, you know, we just also want to see our sports community. So if we have investors who will come in and invest in hockey, maybe basketball will follow soon. I mean, certain, you know, there's certain timing issues that is with the NBA, with NHL and getting a team. So um, there's a real, you know, kind of a gap in our season. And that happens in the, you know, kind of in the dark of winter. We've got, you know, midsummer, you got baseball going, hockey going. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, baseball going and football, you know, football starting up and soccer and the WNBA. But then come October, some of those sports start to fall off. And there's a great need that time of year as far as entertainment, things to do making this really a 24-7, sports town. And what role, if any, does the Seattle Sports Commission have in trying to lure the NHL and trying to bring together uh, the group and arena and the possibility of making this a reality? Our, our primary role is to support the decision makers. You know, we want to encourage and support the city council, uh, the mayor, uh, the potential ownership groups who are not only franchise owner, but the developers, um, you know, for example, OVG and others is to get this project done. You know, we've been, we, we, the Sonics left a long time ago, uh, and it's time to get this thing done. Uh, make a decision. We have opportunities in front of us. Let's take advantage of that. So we're, that is our main role is to support and try to hopefully, uh, representing and helping with the community, push this thing across the finish line. And if you can get a message out to the people of Seattle, what would you say to them? Seattle, uh, this is an opportunity to dream. Uh, dream about what comes next, who we're going to be, we already have the most buildings going up in the country, almost in the world. We have so much going for us. It's just sort of see, what is this? Who are we going to become? Um, you look at just what the 12s can do and the emotion and the spirit and the passion. You look at the people who go to all the sporting events around town, whether they're running in the Rock and Roll Marathon or whether they're cheering on the Sounders FC or they're heading out to a Mariners game. Think about that and then you know multiply it by maybe an NHL, by an, an NBA and see where we can be as a community. And I think it's, it's what part is, it's about, sports can be about pride, community, bringing us together. So it's, it's nothing but exciting to think that we could be an even bigger sports town, and that's the sort of thing that binds us more, in, more than just a city, but in a community. Any concluding thoughts? Go Metropolitans. Yeah, Metropolitans. I mean, I, can you, and who knows what the t- if that's gonna be the team, but it would be fun that my, my T-shirt I just got may be worth a little something in the years to come. So, uh, but it would be fun to see them drop that puck for that first game and see where that takes us as a community. Maybe we'll get the second Stanley Cup here. Ralph, Kevin, thank you for joining me. I appreciate uh, your time and your perspective here today. Thank you. In Season 2 of Seattle Growth Podcast, I got to know members of the strong Bring Back Our Sonics community, hoping to bring professional basketball back to Seattle. Through this process, I came across a surprisingly active NHL to Seattle community. To get a sense of the existing hockey fan community in Seattle and what the NHL would mean to them, join me as I sit down with John Barr. I am here with John Barr of a very popular movement here in Seattle, NHL to Seattle. John, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Why don't you start by telling me a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm uh, originally from San Francisco Bay Area, Uh, moved here about 14 years ago. Uh, or 15 years ago now, I worked to work for Microsoft and um, enjoyed that for a while, but left Microsoft and now I do BI consulting. Um, but my side project and my passion right now is um, kind of heading up this NHL to Seattle community. So tell me a little bit about NHL to Seattle. You know, I've saw, I saw a lot of the movement on what the Sonics groups were doing and saw the community-based efforts that they were doing. And I thought it was really cool and thought, well, you know, I know a lot of hockey people. Why don't I just put a little hockey community together to kind of be, be the voice of the hockey community if needed and, and rally, rally hockey fans when we need to. And started that kind of when Chris Hansen kind of came out of the woodwork around the arena deal in Soto. And so where could people find or be a part of the NHL to Seattle movement? Pretty much all your normal social media outlets, um, 
it's on Facebook. It's NHL to Seattle. Twitter is NHL to Seattle. I have a blog that I'm, I'm not the most diligent about uh, updating because uh, news is fast and furious here, but it's NHL to Seattle.com. And all those are spelled T O instead of the number two, but, um, and I'm even on Instagram, which is kind of fun because I have fans uh, send me photos of them at random NHL arenas throughout the league, and then I just post their photos. It's kind of it's kind of a fun way to to show what, like the NHL NHL to Seattle community out out in the wild. And so, how big is the NHL to Seattle community that you've built? Probably the most engaged. Uh, audiences on Facebook and it's about 14,000 people on there and uh, Twitter it's about uh, five to six thousand and so you're investing time in a website and Facebook and Twitter uh, devoted to hockey and bringing hockey back to Seattle why what has hockey meant to you well I'm obviously really passionate about it um, and I just think it's a it's a good community effort and it and it gets people coming together would it be you know, live sports has a way of doing that with, with the communities. And uh, I just love hockey. I love the city. And I think it's it's kind of a match made in heaven. So what has hockey meant to you personally? Well, I didn't, I actually didn't get into it until I was an adult because um, San Francisco, when I grew up there, did not have a team. And it was before the Sharks moved there and, and then kind of gradually found it through, you know, when the Sharks moved into town and started following it. I'm like, wow, this is a really cool sport. Started playing it. Started meeting people around it. Started following it. And I've and I've just fall absolutely fallen in love as an adult, which is interesting because a bunch of people tell me about their stories as a kid, and I'm like, I never had that experience. And now there's talk that an, if an arena is going to get built here to bring back the Sonics, that it just might bring hockey back first. What would professional hockey in Seattle mean to you personally? Uh, well, it would it would make these efforts uh, all worth it. Um, I I think it's just a good opportunity for the community to experience hockey and come together. And can Seattle actually be a hockey town? Growing up in San Francisco, Oakland area, it hockey didn't exist, right? And um, there was no hockey rinks down there, or, or there were very few. And then once San Jose came, people learned about it, captivated the city. You know, they had success on the ice as well. And I know firsthand that Seattle hockey community is actually 10 times what San Jose was down there. And so that's why I think I believe in it so much is that, you know, there there is a pretty good effort, uh, grassroots effort now, and it's a lot bigger than it was in a lot of communities that before they had NHL teams. So it's been clear there's a lot of passion for basketball in the NBA here in Seattle. Uh, we had a team for one. We have uh, thousands of people working to bring a team back. And you also have some very visible representatives of their basketball community. Are, are there some markers of Seattle as a hockey community as well? Well, it's it's much it's it, it could never compete with the Sonics. There's there's no doubt the Sonics community is much stronger, much bigger because they've had the team here and and you can even see kind of the how the community comes together for a pro sports team like the Sonics. Um, but we do have junior teams in the area. We do have uh, and junior is, is is similar to like Div One college hockey. But there's a team in Kent, uh, Seattle Thunderbirds, who won the WHL last year, which is the Western Hockey League, and Everett Silvertips. And they draw pretty well for, for kind of a, a smaller teams. On, on one night, I think it was the last Saturday of the season, there was over 14,000 people at those two arenas because they were playing on the same night. There's passionate, passionate fans down there, but it doesn't have the same appeal as like a major, uh, like, uh, a major sports uh, uh, team. And one, one comp would be comparing how the Sounders existed before MLS came here because there was Seattle Sounders before the MLS didn't draw very well. And then you see the success they've had. I mean, it's astronomical. It's, 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 you know, business case material on, on how well they've done. And I think NHL has the same capabilities, but it doesn't have the deep rooted hockey players in the area. TJ Oshie, who uh, grew up in Mount Vernon, played in Everett, played in Seattle junior, junior hockey, He's one of the top um, hockey players in the league now, but he had to move away to, to advance his abilities. Um, and then Eastern Washington, we have um, somebody who was just drafted in the first round from Spokane, born and raised, 
and Tyler Johnson is another player in the NHL that is born and raised in Spokane. And these these guys, I mean, there's hockey around here. It's just it just doesn't have the breadth that the NBA and the reach that the NBA has. So for the listeners out there who haven't really thought about hockey in their community or the NHL here in Seattle, what is one thing you've learned through your time with NHL to Seattle that might get them excited? Well, I think they just need to give it a chance. I mean, everybody everybody says NHL is outstanding live. And so a lot of people haven't had the opportunity to see it. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, if an NHL team were to come here, that would be the opportunity. With the arena news coming fast and furious these days, what have your thoughts been? You know, I, I've been at this a long time, and um, I just try not to get too high or too low on these things because um, there's times where I thought, you know, we had an arena deal in Soto, and I thought the Sacramento Kings were moving here, and so it got, uh, there was an opportunity to get really excited just to get let down, and I think I, I've got a similar um, mindset of a lot of passionate ho- hockey and NBA fans. We just kind of want to see progress and we'll try not to get too excited and and i have this joke that i tell people uh i'm not going to get excited until i literally see a puck drop at center ice for opening night do you have any thoughts on key arena versus soto arena you know i i have supported both projects um i based on the current landscape i think key arena is uh in a really good position to see the light of day and i'm I don't really care where the arena goes. I think either location will work. There's some pros and cons on both sides. Um, but bottom line, uh, one arena is better than no arenas. And I think I'm going to support whatever will get us across the, the finish line. Have you seen any ways that hockey has affected the community beyond just playing in the sport? Well, you know, one one thing I'm particularly proud of is, is my involvement in the Ronald McDonald House Hockey Challenge. Um, it's an annual event held in conjunction with the Seattle Thunderbirds game where a bunch of adult league hockey teams and and, um, companies throughout the Puget Sound area participate in a single game event. And I've been doing it essentially since I've moved here about uh, 14 years ago. And it raises $150,000 to $200,000 a year for the Ronald McDonald House. And, you know, this is something that I always wanted to get involved in when I heard about it, and it's been kind of this this gateway opportunity for philanthropy for me, and it was really through hockey that it provided this opportunity, and, and I'm particularly proud. I try to get other people that move to the area, get them involved, and, and show, so showcase, you know, you're playing hockey, but you're also giving back to the community, and, you know, the Ronald McDonald House is such a great organization. It's and the Seattle Thunderbirds do a great job with it. It's 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 really a highlight of my year. And have you gotten to see the impact of that hundred hundred forty thousand dollars that gets donated? Well, I I mean I make visits to the house. I see the houses or the the families in need. Um, so I definitely see the benefits and and see kind of the firsthand who the people that we're helping out. So for those who aren't familiar with the Ronald McDonald House, who are the people that that it's helping out? It's um, helping out families in in need who might have a child in a uh, facing a complex surgery that might be from outside the area that need to um, live locally while a child is going through treatment. Sometimes they they might not have money, and Ronald McDonald House kind of provides us home home away from home so they can kind of focus on the task at hand and that's getting getting healthier getting better and um it's it's a little gut-wrenching to see the videos and what families have to go through and it's nice to help out in the ronald mcdonald help out the ronald mcdonald house who really helps these families out in a really tough situation so tell me about the event and how the money gets raised and who it gets raised from so there's there's probably about um 14 teams and there's a bunch of Microsoft teams. There was an Amazon team last year and, and they are to play. They have to raise a certain amount of money and they try to raise a lot more than the minimum. Um, so it's not just like hit this target. You're in tech and tech is largely driving quite a change and transformation in our city. And uh, do you have any sense as to how the NHL would help some of the growing pains or exacerbate some of the growing pains? It's hard to, it's hard to imagine it helping the growing pains. Um, but I think it, you know, it provides an opportunity because a lot of people are moving here. Um, you know, it's, I play with a bunch of people from Amazon and, and coincidentally they're from uh, Minnesota. 
and it provides them an opportunity to kind of get behind the sport that they love because their their hockey's in the blood there and so and then i have a bunch of friends from toronto as well that work in tech move here for tech work here for microsoft or whatever and so it kind of gives them kind of a piece of home and and gives them the ability to to rally around a sport that they really care about next up I speak with a member of the Ronald McDonald House Charities to get a better understanding of what the minor league hockey team, Seattle Thunderbirds, has meant to families of sick children and what an NHL team could further do for our community. I am here with Vanessa kirk Briley. She is the co-director of development at the Ronald McDonald House Charities. Vanessa, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Why don't you start by telling me a little bit about yourself? Wow. Okay. So I grew up in the area and actually graduated from the University of Washington Business School 24 years ago. So it's been a while since I've been back. Um, Been working in nonprofit since I got out of college and have been at the Ronald McDonald House for seven, going on 17 years. And so for somebody who's not familiar with the Ronald McDonald House, can you tell me a little bit about the organization? Sure. So Ronald McDonald House Charities, we're of Western Washington and Alaska. So we have a house here in uh, Seattle. We have one in Alaska as well. And what we do is provide what we call a home away from home for families who have children that are um, in the area for serious medical treatment. So we try to provide that at... um, no cost to the families. So if they want to contribute, uh, we suggest $30 a night. Um, but we don't do any financial checking. And it's just my job to make sure we have enough money to run the house with no one paying. What would somebody who's utilizing what your organization does, what would they do if you didn't exist? Well, there's not a whole lot of options in the area. There would be sleeping in their car. There would be sleeping bedside in the hospital, hotels, um, which, of course, very few of them have kitchenettes and aren't very close to the hospital. And then um, SCCA has some housing, but it's down in South Lake Union. So we're really the only housing of its sort that close to the hospital. We're right across the street from the hospital. And, and so what does that mean to to the people you help? Well, what it means is when they come to a new city, a new state, um, that they have a whole bunch of friendly faces um, welcoming them. They have their private room that has two queen-size beds and a bathroom and a whole house full of um, whatever they need, fitness room, entertainment, um, and a host of volunteers that provide meals, that help run the house, um, and that just try to keep their lives as normal as possible, activities for the kids, pet therapy dogs. Um, just We try to take the stress of how they're going to pay for where, where they're going to stay um, off their plate. They've got enough to worry about. We want them to be together as a family. And along the way, they tend to bond with other families that are from the same city, maybe have the same diagnosis. So it's it's just a great community, actually. And one of the ways you've been able to, to fund some of these programs is the Ronald McDonald House Charities Hockey Challenge. Uh, could you tell me about what that challenge is and how it got started? Sure. So the hockey challenge is um, a day where we have a, a host of hockey teams who all have to raise a certain amount of money to play in this game. We have games throughout the day down in Kent, and then the Thunderbirds have uh, their game. We have a celebrity all-star game at the end, and we raise about between one hundred and fifty and $200,000 dollars. Um, it got started at Microsoft um, back in 1998. A group of workers um, working on the exchange program. One group was from America and one was from Canada, and they wanted to fight, duel it out on the ice. So the next year, they decided to team up and go against the Windows division. And the Windows division decided that they needed a secret weapon. So they went to the Seattle Thunderbirds. And the Thunderbirds said, hey, sure, we'll help you. We'll help coach. We'll we'll be your um, secret weapon. But you have to raise money for kids in the process. And this is who we want you to raise money for. So it began then. Um, raised modest amounts of money in the beginning and then started just snowballing. And um, Microsoft pledged $2 million to our capital campaign, which um, was a house we opened in 2003. And then we took over the or the event with the help of the Seattle Thunderbirds, and it's been going ever since. So to date, it's raised $6 million. 
And how does that $6 million compare in terms of how else that you're able to raise money? So Hockey Challenge raises between uh, $150,000 and $200,000 a year. Our budget is $4.4 million. Um, we raise it in a lot of different ways, but events um, are one of our primary ways, and this is our second largest event. So it's a big deal for us. One of the reasons it's a big deal is because it involves a lot of people. Um, and the more people that we reach, the more awareness about the house there is. So um, that's what makes it partly such a big deal. Um, and then, of course, it would be, you know, if that went away, that would be a huge chunk of money in our budget that would be gone. And what have you been able to accomplish because of that 150 to 200,000 in a given year? Well, so it's about, like I said, if a family wants to contribute to the house for their stay, um, we say about $30 per night. So that rounds out to about 5,333 nights a year that are um, underwritten by the Hockey Challenge. So it's a lot of nights. We so 5,333 nights were made possible because of this Hockey Challenge. How many families' lives does that affect? What's, what's the average stay or, or what did that mean to families? Well, the average length of stay at the house is actually 62 days. It's, it's quite lengthy. You know, we see families that um, stay for the house for a couple of weeks nine months is unfortunately not uncommon, sometimes over a year and sometimes even more. So um, in any given year, well, actually last year, we saw 456 families in through the doors of the house. So it's a, bi it's a big impact. Can you share a story of one person that, that helped you realize that this is really making a difference? You know, it's hard to say that there's one particular story because every night we have 80 families and there's 80 really compelling stories. Uh, but I've been there for 17 years and one of the most memorable families that I've seen is a child who stayed at the house for just under three years. So she spent a good chunk of her life more than half by the time she left, her life had been lived at the Ronald McDonald House. So everybody got to know her and everybody was involved in her life. It was, it was really impactful. Um, and, you know, she's since moved on and uh, is doing really well. She comes back occasionally. The fact that they do come back, families that have been gone for years come back because it means so much. They want to see the same volunteers. They want to see staff members. They want to see what's going on about the house. And, you know, that's just not an isolated story. That's a lot of families are like that. And actually, another family in particular unfortunately lost their child um, but spent a long time at the house and the family's involved, quite involved now, you know, they want to do everything they can. Despite the sadness that it might bring, it, it really is important to them to give back. So how do the Seattle Thunderbirds contribute to the Hockey Challenge? Quite frankly, we could not do this event without them. So they have been a partner um, since the very beginning. As I mentioned, they are the ones that suggested that fundraising be a part of this. They provide staff. They provide all of the ice time and the building for free. So um, they help us recruit past players that have since gone on to the NHL. They might be NHL alum now. Um, help us organize. It's, I, I mean, we really couldn't do it without them. Has the Hockey Challenge helped the Ronald McDonald House charities in any other way beyond just the, the money that you've been able to raise? You know, one of the things that Hockey Challenge has brought besides money to us is volunteers. So the teams have served dinner at the house. Um, and it's just a, it's a really nice network to have. Um, and I think the NHL would broaden that because I think hockey would have, um, there would be more awareness of hockey in the area so that when we have a hockey event, people wouldn't go, I don't know. I don't, I don't watch hockey. You know, they would be interested and we would get more people looking, maybe more volunteers. So I think that's a big part of what Hockey Challenge has done for us and what it could do in the future with NHL. Now there's talk of bringing the, the highest level of professional hockey here to Seattle, the National Hockey League. What are your thoughts on the potential arrival of the NHL to our city? I'm very excited about it, and I really hope it happens. Um, I think it can do nothing but good for the hockey community and for Hockey Challenge 
as well. Um, you know, anything that helps get this area more enthused about hockey, I think is great. Can you talk a little bit about what you think that enthusiasm for hockey could mean uh, beyond just enthusiasm for a sport that honestly, probably very few Seattleites might be familiar with? You would be surprised how many people skate. It's unbelievable. I had no idea. No one I knew growing up skated. And all these people, their kids skate. I mean, it's it's amazing. Um, my friend even met her husband at Hockey Challenge. It was it's it's very strange. So um, you know, just quite frankly, numbers wise, um Hockey, you know, having the NHL in town for Hockey Challenge would mean that um, we could fill more seats at the arena for the for the actual event. Um, it means there would be more people looking at the silent auction items, more people for raffles. Um, but I just think raising awareness of hockey in general in the area, um, you know, we all quite painfully feel the loss of the Sonics. Um, it'd be great to have another team. We have great sports teams in the area, but I grew up watching hockey and I grew up here. And I think having a professional hockey team here would be, just be amazing. And so for somebody who's not familiar with hockey, what do you love about it? I like how fast it is. That's the biggest part. Um, you know, I brought my then six-year-old son, now seven, to a game um, in the fall. And he had a ball just watching i mean he was never bored which is you know something to say with a six-year-old what would the nhl in seattle mean to you personally i would be really excited about watching games um i love the sounders i love the seahawks i follow the mariners and i would love another team to follow to watch on tv to go to a game if there were tickets available because uh i love my work so much I feel like it would it would just add so much to our event, the Hockey Challenge. So that makes me happy as well. Do other professional sports teams here in Seattle, are they affiliated or help the, your, the house? Absolutely. So the Sounders are great friends of ours. Um, they send players. Stefan Fry was there last year hanging out with the kids and kicking the ball around in the backyard, um, as well as helping our events. Um, and then, let's see, the Mariners are great. Rick Riz actually has his own charity that raises money and then provides toys for kids. So he's involved and they come every year um, with some ex-Mariners to hang out and say hi. And of course, the Moose. Everyone loves the Moose. And then the Seahawks, um, as we speak, Blitz is actually at the house with a playground unveiling because they helped uh, – they helped fund our new playground equipment. So, and they, we have players. We actually, there's a new player in town, Blair Walsh, that was really involved with the um, Minneapolis house. So we're excited to have him. And there's a new um, Seahawk that actually stayed at the Ronald McDonald house when he was in high school. So we're very excited. Um, but they are all very involved and um, we're happy to be friends with them. <laughs> Any concluding thoughts? I would say that it's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Um, and I really hope we get NHL as well as the Sonics back to town. Vanessa, thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate your time and perspective today. Thanks. In the final interview of today's episode of Seattle Growth Podcast, I caught up with a member of Mayor Murray's Key Arena advisory panel that evaluated the two proposals to renovate Key Arena. The group ultimately recommended the Oakview Group proposal, which the mayor's office is currently negotiating. Join me as I sit down with Todd Humphrey. I'm here at the GeekWire Sports Tech Summit with Todd Humphrey. Todd, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Uh, why don't you start by telling me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so as you will hear through this podcast, I am born and raised in uh, in Toronto, in Canada. So you'll hear the A's and the out and abouts. Um, been in Seattle about 16 years, former professional hockey player, and now uh, the co-founder of a company called League, which is in the health insurance and benefits space. So have more from a hockey player to an entrepreneur. And did your time as a professional hockey player shape uh, your business success? You know, I think what it did is, um, you know, any t any athlete, whether you're a professional or at any certain level, you're competitive, right? And one thing that we look for as we hire people, and certainly I am as an entrepreneur, is um, super competitive, want to win, um, you know, if, you know, losing is not an option. And so with that, I think, you know, my hockey career, um, you know, sort of guided me towards what is a situation as a, as a post-hockey career that's going to allow me to compete every day and have a winning or losing situation situation, hopefully more on the win side. 
And what was your favorite moment uh, as a professional hockey player? You know, I remember once, you know, it was probably my second or third game as a professional player, and I was going in for a face-off, and I took a wide circle. And I looked around to this sold-out arena, and I remember thinking to myself, you've always wanted to be here. You're finally here, so just take five seconds and do a little loop and really soak it in because you never know when it's going to end. And it's one it's one face-off, one game, one moment that really stands out to me. Had a lot of highlights, you know, big goals, big fights, big wins, championships, but, you know, just the, the essence of being... Uh, in the middle of it and doing what I'd always dreamt about doing. Um, you know, it was uh, really a, a dream come true in that moment. And what do you think of a potential arrival of the NHL here in Seattle? I mean, two words, let's go. Um, I think this city is, uh, is going to love hockey. I think there's, you know, clearly you look at a Sounders game, you look at a Seahawks game, the fan base has just, you know, it's just ballooned. It's getting bigger and bigger. Um, I think the this culture is athletics-driven. I think it's a culture that loves to be a sports fan, and I think that the, uh, I think the NHL is going to love to be here, um, and I can't wait to see it. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on how we could bring them back as a city. You know, I, I think, you know, the obvious one is probably a bit of a leading question is, you know, let's build an arena. Um, let's give them somewhere to play. I was, um, you know, I had the privilege of sitting on the, ma- the mayor's advisory council over the last four months. Um, there was 10 of us on the council and really looked at the two options, one from uh, the Oakview group who ended up, um, you know, being the mayor's choice. The other one was AEG, which also had a really strong bid. But, you know, we dug into the arena design, the traffic flows, what what an arena was going to look like, and then most importantly, which would be the best redesign of Key Arena. Um, I think, you know, OVG came out on, on top. I think it was a really amazing bid that both, frankly, both groups put together. I think OVG just, you know, really won the day. Um, and I think, you know, let's build the arena, let's give them somewhere to play, and then let's continue to show the NHL to begin and then the NBA, you know, these. this is a city worthy of teams. Um, and frankly, I think 10 years from now, we're going to show the NHL that, you know, this is not just a great hockey city, it's one of the best. A lot of people who are clamoring for a Soto Arena are raising concerns about the traffic and what they call the Mercer mess. As you were looking at the proposals, do you see that as an issue that might inhibit the growth of your favorite sport here? I think, you know, putting putting another arena down here could be, you know, a, as dampening to traffic as, as putting one at Key Arena. I think, you know, OVG's got a plan. Um, it's a plan that's going to evolve around what the, what the traffic situation is going to look like. There's all sorts of different ways and mechanisms that I think we can address traffic. Um, but hey, listen, traffic in this city is not pretty right now. I think we need to address it. We need to come up with some different ways to, to move big um, quadrants of people around. Um, and I think we can do it. So I actually think it's a better place for it up there than I do in Soto. You can imagine you've got the Mariners, you got the Seahawks, you got the Sounders, you could have an NBA and an NBA and an NHL team, you know, all in the middle of a season if you get into, you know, October-ish. You could have a lot of people trying to get in this area too. So I think putting it up there is, is the best choice. And is there anything else that you saw in the proposal that you felt would be great for the people of Seattle? You know, I think what's great is, you know, if you have visitors that visit Seattle, what do they want to see? Well, they want to go to the original Starbucks, yes. They want to go to Pike Place Market. They want to go to the Space Needle. And I think we've got this iconic needle that sits there in this on this amazing piece of property. We've got Key Arena right there. So I think what it does is it reinvigorates that whole area. I think Uptown, which was very well represented on our advisory council, um, I think it's going to be reinvigorated even more so. So I just think that having somebody, you know, having a, a place for people to go that is redone to world class standards, and th- this arena is going to blow people's minds. Um, so I just think that, you know, the other advantage for the people is it's going to be a landmark arena in a, le- in a really critical and really unique place. And is there anything in the Oakview Group that you saw on the advisory panel that is concerning to you that you hope gets addressed as the city council gets its teeth into the process? You know, I, I think the biggest one, and you mentioned already, is traffic. You know, and I, I don't think either group came in with a lock-solid view on how they're going to, you know, limit traffic, how it's going to be easy. Um, I think that, you know, with 
technology, as we'll talk about, um, with, um, you know, whether it's ride sharing, whether it's Uber, whether it's Lyft, whether it's the monorail, I think that there needs to be a lot of evolution in that part of their plan. Um, and I know that, you know, Tim and his team are, are committed to doing that. And I'm frankly excited to see what they come up with and work with the city towards, you know, making sure that traffic is m- much less of an issue than some people think. And is there anything else that was pause for concern or further examination that you saw? There really was. And I mean, I, I think we dug in pretty hard, you know, 10 people on the panel, very, you know, widespread interests and, um, you know, interests and experiences on the panel. Um, I think we dug in hard on community. We dug in hard on uh, labor. We dug in hard on food and beverage with Ethan Stoll on the panel. Uh, we dug in hard on traffic finances. So there wasn't one other thing. I mean, I I think, again, both groups in a very short period of time, they gave us amazing proposals. And it really, to us as a panel, what, what stood out was the amount of dollars, time, effort, and really blood, sweat, and tears that had gone into those proposals in a couple month period of time just blew us away at, at the level that they came in at. You're on the team fighting to bring professional hockey back to Seattle. It's the third period, time's running out, and you've got to rally your teammates and other people to, to your cause. What do you say to the people of Seattle about bringing hockey back? You, you know, I, I think a couple things. Let's continue to show our support for getting Key Arena done. Let's get let's give the NHL absolutely no reason to not be here from an arena standpoint. Let's continue to support our teams. And that those teams are, you know, the Sounders, the, the Hawks, the Mariners, women's professional soccer in this city, the Seattle Thunderbirds who play out of Kent, you know, WHL champions this year. Let's continue to show people that this is a world-class sports city. And I, I think the NHL, they're going to have a really hard time saying no. And frankly, I think they want to say yes. So let's just, let's just continue to show our support for all of our teams winning or losing. And what's it going to feel like the day uh, they drop the puck in the first NHL game here in Seattle? I don't want to use any uh, crass words on your podcast, so I won't, but it's going to feel really awesome, man. It's That arena will be rocking. Um, the fans will be blown away. Once you see a game live, um, fans will be hooked. Um, you know, it's going to be a great day for Seattle. Any concluding thoughts on the arena debate and the future of hockey here in Seattle? It's going to happen. Um, it's, you know, I'm really hopeful it happens at a, you know, the OVG key, key, you know, key arena, currently called key arena uh, location. I think, you know, let's just get ready to be hockey fans. Let's, let's get people involved. Let's go to the Thunderbirds games. Um, yeah, it's just, it's going to be an exciting couple years as the arena gets built, as we start to look towards NHL expansion. Um, and I'm excited for what I'm most excited for, honestly, the Vancouver Seattle, um, you know, that rivalry is going to be off the hook. I spent some time with the uh, Vancouver Canucks owner a couple weeks ago, and he is jumping up and down waiting for it. And I think this city is going to it's going to be very similar to Portland, Seattle and soccer. It's going to be similar to San Francisco and the Seahawks. Um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a knock them down uh, rivalry. Todd, thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate your time and perspective today. Thank no, you. Thanks very much. That is all for today's episode of Seattle Growth Podcast. Are you eager for the NHL to call Seattle home? Do you have an opinion on the arena discussion? I want to hear from you. Reach out to me on Twitter, at Prof Shulman, and share your perspective. Please also take a moment to rate the podcast in iTunes. I appreciate the five-star rating that many of you have given me, and I enjoy reading all of the feedback. Stay subscribed to the podcast, as it will be returning for Season 3 in just a few short weeks. Season 3 will give you inside information from the people reshaping this city and impassioned stories from people whose lives have been changed for the better and for the worse. Until next time, I'm Jeff Shulman, and I thank you for joining me on this journey of Seattle Growth Podcast.